had one of those thoughts recently. You, you know, one of those questions that just pops into your mind completely out of the blue when you're on the bus or on the toilet or wherever. Why don't electric cars have solar panels on the roof? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the podcast. Sean Defoe here with another episode of Let Me Explain. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download a few episodes for when you're on your holidays, and otherwise spread the good word about the show. This week, I briefly thought I'd had a billion dollar idea. Why do you never see solar panels on cars? Like, surely it makes the most sense in the world. Like, they're out in the sun or rain, but light anyway, almost all of the day. Cars spend something like 95% of their lives parked anyway, so why would electric cars have a panel on the top to take advantage of all of that? Be charging up on green, clean, free energy while you're in at work or doing the shopping or wherever it is. And before you say, well, should we don't get the weather here? That was true maybe 10 years ago, but the tech has improved massively. We got solar panels on the house for hot water. And I haven't needed to boost it since March of 2022. Hot water all year round, even in the dark of winter and no worrying about leaving the immersion on. So am I mad or could this be the future for electric cars? Scotty, we need power. So the first problem is space. It is hard to generate a huge amount of power from the size of a solar panel you could fit on top of a car. For example, you were actually able to get a solar panel on the roof of a Toyota Prius as an optional extra. And it was able to charge the air conditioning. And that's about it. But Toyota has changed that for its new models with the solar panel now charging the battery too at an optional expense. You're not talking huge mileage, a few extra kilometers a week maybe, but look, it's something and it's free. Here's a YouTuber who uh, test drove it. I took this car uh, for my daily commute, which for me is about 29 miles, and it was full at 100%. I drove it all the way to the studio, 29 miles, and I had 40% when I arrived. I didn't use any gas, pure electric. When I got here, I left it out in the sun and I haven't driven it for the weekend because I had an ultimate Frisbee road trip. We went to Boston and Montreal, came back. So it's like two and a half days later and it has 52% battery. It actually gained meaningful battery just by sitting out in the sun. So this is maybe the only shipping production car I've ever seen with a solar panel good enough that if you actually drive it around with a short enough commute, you might never actually have to plug in and pay for gas. Hyundai has also started offering solar roof panels on its Ionic 5 electric car, which charged the battery again, an optional extra, so it does cost a bit more to get it. But like, how powerful is it? What's the sort of range you're talking about? Well, Hyundai say it will add 2,000 free kilometers of driving a year. So that's about 5.5 kilometers a day, which isn't great again, but isn't nothing. So if your commute is small, maybe it's not so bad. The catch, though, and it is lashing rain out the window as I'm recording this, is that that estimate is based on someone living in sunny environments, like Spain or the south of France. So, what, at least half it for a good litrum summer? You have then other less well-known companies trying to go a bit further than the big brands. And in 2017, 
Plans were launched by a Munich-based business for the first affordable electric car, with solar charging on the body, the doors, the roof, everything, coming in at a price of €25,000. This is the Sion, the electric car that charges itself. The mobility revolution on wheels. But that's not all. As opposed to luxury electric SUVs, it's both affordable and practical. Its 650 liters of storage space make it a real dream of expansive space with enough room for your family, a holiday, or even just for shopping on the weekend. In addition to its range of 305 kilometers, the 456 integrated solar cells generate an approximately 5,800 kilometers of extra range per year for free. The car aimed to have about 240 kilometers of range on an 80% charge, and the Scion CEO, he spoke to Yahoo about it at the Nasdaq Stock Exchange. Incredible car, $25,000, family friendly, affordable, solar cells in the whole car body, it's recharging itself, and it's really meant to be that mass market electric vehicle. So you know, when I mentioned this to people before they talked to me about a solar powered car, that, that's not totally true. You, got, you still got to plug it in to get more power. You bet. But what kind of solar power, what kind of range are we going to get captured from the sun for most people? Yes. Giving you an example, beautiful day here in the US and uh, New York. We have uh, 12 miles per day being commuted in, in the city on average. This car is recharging at 13 miles a day. It's seven, 70 miles a week on average. That's amazing because that means no recharging for most of the commuters. And that's the big hassle about electric vehicles, right? Recharging, where I can park, where I find a charging station, uh, range anxiety, all that stuff. That's what people are worried about. And this car is still solving that issue. Now, the car was supposed to go into pre-production in the second half of 2023, but sadly, earlier this year, the company announced it was stopping and selling the rights to produce the Scion because it basically it couldn't get enough capital to do it itself. There was even a, a Save Scion, hashtag Save Scion campaign that offered discounts on the car if people could give money up front, but they just couldn't get there, couldn't get the capital together despite 45,000 pre-orders. The conditions of 2023 and 2022, the difficulty in getting big capital just didn't happen. Company laid off about 300 people and basically it's, it's still operating now, but using its tech for other companies with deals with the likes of Mitsubishi and some Volkswagen subsidiaries. It's also doing some pretty interesting stuff actually about putting solar panels on the likes of buses to retrofit them and stacking them along transport trucks, coal transport trucks in particular, to reduce the cost of keeping all that produce cool, which makes a lot of sense because if the big problem is simply space on the car, then obviously the bigger the car, the more panels you can put on, the bigger the vehicle, put loads of them onto big lorries and have them generating as they go. So the technology is being used, but the actual car from this company looks like it's out of charge for the minute. There is another company though, which looks a good bit more promising. To infinity and beyond! Enter Lightyear. These guys have not only built a solar car, but they've actually sold some too and are gearing up for mass production. They built the company on the idea that the rollout of charging infrastructure isn't going to keep pace with the amount of electric vehicles sold. It is always going to be a bit harder to charge your EV than to actually get one and own one. And that even when... You know, that infrastructure does catch up when every motorway apple green is fully electric. It's still not as fast as fueling diesel and petrol cars. You could be sitting there, you could be waiting, you could be queuing up to get to the charger, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be inconvenient. Hence, the solar car, one that needs 
no charging, potentially for months on end if your journeys are small enough. Last year they unveiled the Lightyear Zero, and here's the chief designer and co-founder of the business, Cohen Van Am. Lightyear Zero is record holder in many categories. We've put motors in each of the four wheels, giving us the lowest energy losses. It also has five square meters of highly efficient solar cells integrated in the roof and in the hood. Our solar cells can add up to 70 kilometers of driving range per day directly from the sun. It is also the most aerodynamic family car to date with a record-breaking drag coefficient of less than 0.19. It's lightweight and it has a low carbon footprint. The test drives too have been promising. Here's CEO Lex Hofslot. Hope I pronounced that right. Today, we drove over 440 miles. We did that on a single charge of just 60 kilowatt hours. And the reason why we are so proud today is that the technology that we developed in the last five years, like the most efficient inverters on the planet, the most efficient inward motors, but also the most efficient solar panels, all contributed together to get to this achievement. What is especially exciting is that this achievement is exactly in line with the prediction we did using our vehicle performance model. Since this prototype has just been driving for a week, we expect that we can still improve quite a lot on what we achieved today. So for us, this is only the beginning. We believe that by the end of the decade, people will not think about charging on range anymore. The energy will just be there. So they believe this electric car has a range of about 800 kilometers, way more than what you'd need for day-to-day driving. And then even if you were heading Dublin to Cork or to the hills of Donegal, you could be pretty confident because it's charging from the sun all the time, adding to your range. And for small trips, you'd be golden, and then it would continue to charge while you wait. So what's the catch, you ask? Well, it costs quarter of a million euro to buy, and they've already stopped production. That's actually okay, because the Lightyear Zero was only meant to be a test of concept to show that they could actually do it. And now work has started on the Lightyear 2. Don't ask me why they skipped to Lightyear 1, they're Dutch, who knows. But the Lightyear 2 aims to have a starting price of €40,000 and to be in the same range park, about 800 odd kilometres, maybe a little bit more. So still expensive, but leaning towards the more affordable. And the only catch, and it's a big catch, the company filed for bankruptcy in January of this year, but it is now back uh, with all the IP and everything else. It has slimmed down form, layoffs, all that sort of stuff. And now they're going ahead and looking towards mass production of this light tier too. So if they can get over the financials, there is most certainly potential there. But that seems to be it. It's smaller companies, it's startups. Cash isn't always there. They don't always survive and the bigger ones don't seem to be doing it. As of yet, they're too focused on just getting to EVs in the first place. The long and the short of it, there is still a good distance to go, pardon the pun, for the technology here to make it truly worthwhile and easy to do a solar EV car. But some companies are starting to get there. And if the Lightyear can get 60-odd kilometers a day out of its solar panels, I mean, that covers most commutes most days, or you'd only end up using a little bit extra. They say you need to charge it three times less than a regular EV, which is good for the planet and good for your pocket. So watch this space and remember when they're all commonplace driving around, you heard it here first on Let Me Explain. 
Sean Defoe presenting and producing this week with editor John Kyo and Locked at Heart on Sound. I'll chat to you next week. <laughs>